last number of years we've been doing this on New Year's Day, usually our first Sunday in New Year's, we, we do this where we don't have children's ministry, we just have the family in here, and we don't go along as we, we normally do. So um, I have just about a five to maybe seven minute thing I want to share with you, and don't laugh, I will probably keep it to that, okay? So... Yeah. <laughs> okay, I should have known. I should have never said anything and just started. Yeah. Um, over a little over 40 years of doing this, you know, I've done a lot of different things on the first Sunday in New Year's, and most churches do. In fact, most churches gather and they they expect the pastor to cast a new vision for the new year. You know, what what's on your heart? What's it, you know? Okay, there's nothing wrong with that. Other churches will begin a fast on the 1st of January and go through about 30 days, and there's nothing wrong with that either. And then most of us do what we call New Year's resolutions, which none of us probably ever keep, okay, in all honesty. Yeah. And for those of you that are kids this morning, hang on because we won't be doing this long, and then we're going to do something at the end to kind of wrap it all up. But I was praying, and, and I'm not going to lay this at the Lord's doorstep, but I'm not going to not also. But I was saying, Lord, is there anything on your heart for me and for the church this year? And for days, I was just kind of praying about it and praying as I was going along. And then this passage came to mind. Now, again, I'm not saying this is prophetic. I'm not saying it's pathetic. I'm not saying it's uh, any of that. I'm just something I want to share with you that's on my heart. And if, the, if it bears witness to you this morning, then I pray it does. You know, turn to your Bibles to, first, uh, to excuse me, Philippians chapter 1. These are the verses we're going to look at, but we're going to read the, a little bit of the context of what it's in. Okay? Philippians chapter 1, Paul and Timothy, bondservants of Christ Jesus, to all the saints in Christ Jesus who are in Philippi, including the overseers and deacons. Verse 2 of Philippians chapter 1, grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. I thank my God in all my remembrance of you, always offering prayer with joy in my every prayer for you all. In view of your participation in the gospel from the first day until now, for I am con confident, or some versions say convinced, of this very thing, that he who began a good work in you will perfect it until the day of Christ Jesus. For it is only right for me to feel this way about you, because I have you in my heart, since both in my imprisonment and in the defense of the co and confirmation of the gospel, you all are partakers of grace with me. For God is my witness, how I long for you all with the affection of Christ Jesus. So here's what we're going to look at. And this I pray, that your love may abound still more and more in real knowledge and in all discernment, so that you may approve the things that are excellent in order to be sincere and blameless until the day of Christ, having been filled with the fruit of righteousness which comes through Jesus Christ to the glory and praise of God. I firmly believe at least in my life and in my heart, 
and I believe it should be for the church, that the New Year's resolution is to grow in Christ. Not new programs, not new events, not new praise songs, not all this stuff like that, but just to grow in the grace and knowledge of Jesus Christ. In fact, Paul here from prison was setting up the whole premise of the book of Philippians, as we call it, or the letter to the Philippians. Because the whole book is centered around Christ is my life. That's it. And if Christ is our life, then we're going to want to do something. You know what that is? It's called adult in Christianity. Maturity. This whole little prayer that he prays for the church is for they will grow in maturity in Christ. The very mature in love. Let me show you something. Look at verse, at verse 9. And this I pray, that your love may abound still more and more in real knowledge and in all discernment. He says, abound. It's interesting because this means to be, have more than enough. He's saying, I pray that your love is more than enough. But he also is saying at the same time that in Christ, his love in our life is more than enough. You know, in the, the charismania circle... Okay, it's always more God, more God. We want more of God. How can you get more of God when he gave you him full self at salvation? Really what we ought to be saying, and I've said this a hundred times, is this, I want to know you better. I'm asking to know you better. And this is a roundabout way of saying it, what Paul is saying here. He wants the church to know him better. And then he says discerning. What's interesting, look at verse 9 again. He says, in real knowledge, which we won't look at, we've done that a, a hundred times or more, and in all discernment. A discernment is interesting because it means this, to distinguish the things that differ. So what's Christian maturity? Again, I'm going to keep this short. Is this, what in your life is keeping you from Christ, from knowing Christ better? What in your life keeps you from prayer? What in your life keeps you from reading the scriptures? Everyone says, oh, I need a new prophetic word. No, you don't. You need to get in your Bible. Here's the prophetic word for 2023. And for every other year. In the past and in the future. What in our life, are we discerning in our life, through the Holy Spirit, what is keeping us from moving forward in our walk in maturity? You may say, no, everything's good. Great. When we're done, pray for me. Because I think every one of us, if we really allow the Holy Spirit to search, he will search out our life and he'll find something. A amen, sister. The little girl back there, she went, mm-hmm. <laughs> you can come here anytime, darling. Look at the next verse. Look at verse 10. So that, so he prays that her love may abound, still more and more in real knowledge and all discernment, so that, here's the reason why. Why is he praying this? So that. You may approve the things that are excellent in order to be sincere and blameless until the day of Christ. Approve means what? To prove a thing as to whether it's worthy. What's not worthy to be in your life? What's not in your life is not worthy of Christ? Now, this isn't Christian moralism, okay? That's not what this is. This is do we desire to know Christ? And if we do, is our life being adjusted daily to him? Are our eyes fixed on him? 
Look at the next part. He says, so to be sincere. You know what sincere means? Now, many times you hear this. I've heard this years and years and years from many pastors and, and commentaries. It means without wax. Because if the pottery was sincere, it had no wax covering up a crack in it. But you know what also it means? It means this. It means to be judged by sunlight. Just think about that for a moment. Think about that as we read it. Look at verse 10. So that you may approve the things that are excellent in order to be sincere. It means your life is being judged by sunlight, by what is visible, examination. Paul said, examine ourselves, see whether we're in the faith. Most people think that repentance is only for new believers. We are to repent every day. Every day. Repentance is for believers as well, every day. And then be blameless. This is great. It means to not stumble so that your heart will not condemn you. Let's go on to verse 10, or 11. Having been filled with the fruit of righteousness, which comes through Jesus Christ to the glory and praise of God. Let me show, let's read the whole thing again, 9 through 11. And this I pray, that your love may abound still more and more in real knowledge and all discernment, so that you may approve the things that are excellent in order to be sincere and blameless until the day of Christ. That's the goal. Having been filled with the fruit of righteousness, which comes through Jesus Christ to the glory and praise of God. Remember what I just said a minute ago? We, in the charismatic circle, we always just say, more Lord. Lord, I want more of you. I want more of you. How can you get more of him when he says we already have this stuff right there? We have Christ as a believer. If you are a believer, you've repented of your sins, you've confessed your sins, you've asked Christ to be your Lord, you believe in him, that God raised him from the dead, seated him in the heavens, all, the, all that is the gospel. If you believe that, you are a believer. And if you're a believer, you have the fullness of Christ in you. So look what he says. And having been filled with the fruit of righteousness, you have righteousness because your righteousness is who? Jesus Christ. His righteousness has been given to us, imputed on us. Let that sink in. And then look, last it says, and comes through Jesus Christ to the glory and praise of God. Our lives as believers are to be fruitful for Christ. We are supposed to be bearing fruit for Christ. Are we bearing fruit? Here's the vision for this year. You want to cast a vision? Bear fruit. Look in your life and allow the Holy Spirit to look in you and say, what is in my life is not worthy of Christ? What action is not worthy of Christ? Because the whole point is the last part of the verse is what? To bring honor and glory, praise and glory to God. That's the believer's goal, vision, New Year's resolution, whatever you may want to call it, that's the whole point of it. Abounding love for Christ as one's foundation produces personal integrity, which produces genuine good works. Together, they accomplish the believer's true objective, which is what? To bring praise and glory to God himself. So you know what I want to do this morning? We usually like to pray together as a, as a church. Children and everything. Because let me tell you something. Children can pray. 
about eight seconds that they can pray. After that, it's like, okay, what I got to do? Well, I want us to pray. Do you realize, I'm going to say something this morning, that we, I'm encouraged about something that's happening on a pretty much a weekly basis. From what we can discern, Wiccan believers are leaving salt circles out back, right in back of the church here, right in back of our building. In fact, there's one right there on the back of that wall. And it's happening pretty regularly. Why? Even though our numbers seem small at times, I believe we're doing something right in Christ. Or we wouldn't be under attack. But this is what we're moving into the new year with. And we came out of the old year, same thing. So what do we need to do? We need to pray. What do we need to pray for each other? That we will grow. Like it says in Philippians chapter 1, verses 9 through 11. That we may grow. May our love may abound. And again, don't think I'm picking on charismatics because we're considered a charismatic church. We have this saying that we need, we say a lot of times, let's take that scripture and let's pray it over somebody. What does that mean? Why don't we ask God to instill it in their hearts? Why don't we pray it for them? So what I want us to do is I want us to pray, if you'll keep your Bible open, I want us to pray this passage of scripture for the church. Sound good? Y'all are going, are we going to have to pray out loud? I'm going to ask something. Who would like to be, we're going to break up in a little group. Who would like to be a group? Thank you, Candy <laughs> and Ron. Okay, they're going to be a group, okay? And you know what? Lynn and Al are going to be a group, okay? I'm doing that military thing, voluntold. Okay? <laughs> Michelle and Ron are going to be a group, okay? And the Ademis are going to be a group. That's four, right? So in just a moment, we're going to put just a little music on for, you know, just so we can pray by it. And we're just going to pray for each other. And if you don't want to get in a group, stay where you're at. That's fine. But just pray. Pray with your, with your, your, your parents. Pray with your husband. Pray with your wife. But pray this, and then we're going to close out together, okay? So let's stand up for a second. Stand up. We've done this many times. Don't be scared. Guess I'm not trying to impose anything on you, please. <coughs> Understand. And just get together. Get out of your seat. Get together with somebody. And spend a few moments in prayer. Five, ten minutes. With the kids, that's okay. Pray for a couple things and then pray this passage for the church, for each other, over, you know, in each other's life, okay? I'll, I'll start us off. Father, as we move to prayer, I pray that, Lord, that you lead us. Holy Spirit, lead us as we pray for one another and pray for the church in Jesus' name. Go ahead.